DC chillin', PG chillin', my name Wale and I came to get it, came to get it, came to get it, my name Wale, shit. The All Things Sports Podcast, we are back everybody, welcome, season three, episode six, this might be my favorite squad yet, we don't have a guest today, but we definitely have the best group here. I'm here with my co-host, Jack Ferrone. And drumroll, please. Zuri. I like that a lot. How was that intro? You fuck with that? That's better than actual guests can on this thing. That is I agree. All right. We got a motherfucker in a collared shirt. We got a motherfucker in a shiesty mask. We got... Some some shit going on, but let's talk Maryland, about Maryland gear. what? Some Maryland gear tonight, Indiana, Maryland. Maryland gear. Um, and let's get back to what I was talking about. The Eagles. Eagles and the Niners played this past weekend. Jack, I'm not even gonna say anything, bro. I want you to just give us your rundown, what we think. How happy are we? You know, James, the job's not finished yet, but my God, am I happy for these Eagles. Um, All year, there's been the storyline of we haven't played anyone. Um, There was the narrative about the Giants being the hottest team and a whole change team. We played them and then we played the Niners and people were finally like, oh, finally they have some competition. And then Purdy goes down and all of a sudden the win has an asterisk on it. They're going to learn someday, and the Chiefs are in trouble. I mean, this team, the defense is is hounding teams. Jalen is flawless. I mean, unless Mahomes goes crazy, I would be very worried for the Chiefs. So I got something for you, Jack. It's Twitter is having a field day. A lot of, I mean, it's a fact. The road to the Super Bowl was Daniel Jones and a elbowless Brock Purdy. What do you have to say about that? Are you buying into that easy path, or is this a <clears throat> I mean, when, when you're the number one seed with home field advantage, you expect to have the easiest path. And, um, I mean, Purdy was undefeated against the rest of the league, and then he can't even survive one quarter against the Eagles' pass rush. So, I mean, the Niners are still a good team. They still have the number one defense. We put up 31 points on the number one defense. I mean – no one wants to give the Eagles credit, and it's about time they tip their caps. But if they don't now, they will in two weeks. So I want to hear his lots of thoughts on this game. I do too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jack's biased. We know what he's going to say about the Eagles. But, um, yeah, I mean, the, the Eagles, whether you like them or not, um, they have had a very, very easy, um, you know, regular season schedule. There's no arguing that. And the path has been Daniel Jones and that Niners quarterback, obviously. But, I mean, I get credit when credit is due. They are a phenomenal team. Um, they are phenomenal on offense and defense. And yes, I mean, I do see that. And as much as it like sucks to say like, I hate the Eagles, but as much as it sucks to say that, like they still put up 31 points against, was it 31, right? I think it was 31 against the Niners. 30. And, like, they, still, they still put up 31 points against a great Niners defense. So like, you got to give credit when credit is due. Um, as far as like the whole like path, I mean, there's two sides of it. Yes, I see people making fun of it, but I also see like the Eagles offense definitely did come out and Jalen looked great against a very, very, very good Niners defense. So I do give the Eagles credit um, putting up those points against that uh, very good defense. 
Um, so we'll see. We'll see what happens after a better team now with the Chiefs. Very well said. I agree. They're better than the Chiefs. They're a better team. Yeah. Um, you just can't really count out 15 on Kansas City. But that um, leads me into the next game, Bengals and Chiefs. Obviously, a lot of controversy behind this one. A repeat on third down. Some bitching from Cincinnati. Who fucking knows? Um, it's, you know, I, I thought that was a well-deserved win by Kansas City. Mahomes is playing on one and a half ankles. I, what he's doing is remarkable, but they look good. I'm not going to lie, Jack. They look pretty good. Uh, and they don't really have the best weapons. So it's only a matter of a, a matter of thinking, like, you know, if you give Mahomes, we've seen what he does with legit weapon and Tyreek Hill, but if you give Mahomes any other legit weapon, what could they have been doing? I you? think we talked about it, Ginger, on the phone. We talked about it on the phone. Like, yes, the weapons, like, receiving-wise aren't there for the Chiefs, but I still think Kelsey, like, Kelsey equals like seven solid receivers. Like that guy is that's I think I think Kelsey's the best that ever do it. I think Kelsey just like him being out there from Mahomes is just that's really all you need is Kelsey, honestly, in my opinion. I think he's unfucking believable. And you, I don't like the whole argument about Mahomes doesn't have help. Mahomes is Andy Reid. He has Travis Kelsey. And Mahomes is obviously the best in, like almost ever to do it, I think, obviously. But Mahomes has help. Kelsey's a fucking superstar. Like I never said Mahomes didn't have help. I'm just saying I don't think Mahomes has a lot of help. And that's a fact. I think, I think MBS. Yeah, the fact. Chiefs have no one that can win on the outside. Kelsey's the best head of the football. There's, there's no, argue, no arguing that. But I think with the talent the Eagles have, their game plan is going to be very simple. And it's make anyone besides Travis Kelsey beat them. And the, the Bengals, I mean – Kelsey still had his way, but the Bengals had so many opportunities to win that game, and they're more of a balanced all-around team. But like like Matt said, Andy Reid and Mahomes in the playoffs is going to be tough to beat. But, I mean, Mahomes has just enough to get it done. But what worries me is they have no run game. I mean, Pacheco played fine that game, but they have to have some sort of balance against that Eagles defense because – the Eagles' defense to step up for the Bengals, and there's no more home field for Kansas City. They're gonna they're gonna have to earn every yard against that Philly defense. See, I'm gonna disagree with that. I think the Chiefs have a good run game. I, I was saying this before the podcast. I love Pacheco. I think Pacheco is one of the hardest runners I've seen in the NFL. Um, I, I think the guy is progressively getting better as the games go on. And I told you this before. I think Pacheco is better than Miles Sanders. I love Isaiah Pacheco. I think he's a very, very nuts. I, I think he's better than Sanders. I think that. Watching him run the ball, he's fighting for every single inch. And he's just, I think that he's a major reason why he's here right now. Obviously, the Holmes is the reason why, but like when Mahomes got hurt, like that drive, I think it was again, who did they, they put against before the oh the Jaguars? That game when Mahomes got hurt, he had that 60 or 50 yard run to get him in the uh when, 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 when Henny was jogging, I think. And he had that like 60 yard rush. Yeah. Like Pacheco is a Pacheco is a very big like piece of why they're here right now. I really think that. Pacheco had 26 yards on Sunday. Yeah, but the game before that, Mahomes got out. He had a huge game. They don't have the best run game, Z. They definitely not don't. Not the best. I'm, I, I, That's I not compared to Miles Sanders. Sanders. I, think. I think he's better than Sanders. I really do. I think he's a better running back than Sanders. Do we, do we need to read off the stats of Miles Sanders this year? He's also he's okay. Back. He's also behind the best offensive line in football against the Chiefs offensive line. It's not even close to theirs. So the Chiefs have a bad line now? Not bad, but it's not like the Eagles. 
I don't think Pacheco would be putting up near these numbers. He's he's oh, put up I over 100 yards one time all season. I think if you put Pacheco on the Eagles, it's if not the same, if not better. I think it's too early to say Pacheco's better than Sanders, but I think you know it could be a. No, it's obviously it's not like it's a like it's like close, but like I just I think Pacheco runs super duper hard. I think he's a very you know big piece of that Chiefs offense right now. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if Pacheco's family would agree with you. I love Pacheco. I think he's a great running back. All right, so we'll get into that later. Um, so now, I mean, we kind of talked about it. Eagles, Chiefs, they're playing each other now. There's two weeks – well, there's about like a week and a half left for the Super Bowl. Not so much time. Uh, Mahomes is – you know, he has time to rest his ankle up. But, you know, what do we think in this game? The line is – I mean, it keeps shifting, but I think it's at minus – one and a half. One and a half right now. It's one and a half. One and a half, Philly. Yeah. Oh, so, start as a pick them. That's going down. Like, what do we? What do we think? Like, what are we betting? What's our bet? I honestly now? think. So far, I out. don't know what the I don't know what the over under is at right now, but I think this one's going to be a shootout. Over I think it's going to be a shootout. I would hammer the over there. Um, the one thing with Jonathan Gannon is he has struggled against elite quarterbacks, and I don't think our schedule has been necessarily easy all year, but. Quarterback wise, we've had a generate a quarterback generous schedule, um, and you look at I mean even Dak had that one game where he started out sixteen of sixteen against the defense. If we're not if the Eagles are not generating pressure, Mahomes is going to be able to pick apart that defense. Um, I think they will generate pressure, but I think giving Andy Reid two weeks to scheme that uh, very one dimensional zone defense the Eagles have. Um, I think they will be able to put up points early. It all depends on how that line holds up. Um, but then on the other side of the ball, I don't know how the Chiefs are going to slow down what the Eagles have on offense. Um, I mean, it's the number one rushing attack in the league. And the thing is, we've been scoring 30-plus points a game without Jalen Hurts having to throw the ball. I don't think he's eclipsed 200 yards in a game all postseason. And – on the flip side, I don't think he's even had to throw the ball more than 10 times in the second half of this um, postseason run. Um, so, I mean, it, it's just kind of pick your poison. It's do you stack the box and take away the run and then have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith one-on-one -on, -one on the outside? I mean, th there's just no way to stop this defense. Um, but it's also very tough to stop Mahomes, even with the Eagles defense. So I think it's going to be a shootout. And it, it could come down to who has the ball last, honestly. I agree. I think this Super Bowl is great because these are like the two best teams. I feel like the past couple years, it's been like a wild card. Like no one thought the Bengals were going to make the Super Bowl. No one even thought the Bucks were going to make the Super Bowl in 2020 when they were a wild card. So this is a very fascinating Super Bowl. I I think the only way Kansas City wins this game is if, and this isn't crazy because this has happened a lot, is if Mahomes has an insane game. They have, like, they're not better than the Eagles at any position besides tight end and QB. Like, and running back. And <laughs> But I don't know. I Look, Philly is dominant. There have been times where – I can say that they haven't really been tested. Um, they're going to get tested this game. I haven't really seen Jalen as good as he's been. I have not seen Jalen fully carry his team win down by a lot to win a game. And you can disagree with me, Jack, but I haven't seen him like fully be like 
him in any like important game yet. So I think this might be a good test for him. This, he's going to have to play his best game of his career for them to win, obviously. But ah, and I take that back. But that's the thing. I don't think he has to play all that well. I don't think so either. I, I don't think so either. But I, I think, think like this is going to be his biggest test. Is my point? Like, well, obviously, yeah, for sure. Right, because they've been here before. Like, like you said, it's Andy Reid and Mahomes. So I take that back. He doesn't have to play his best game, but he has to. This is his biggest game of his career, obviously, and I don't think he's been. You know, I mean, you touched on the point. You said it said it well. Um, that Mahomes and Reed in this situation are—it's not who you want to see. But the thing is with the Eagles is we don't ask much of Jalen Hurts. We need him to to help establish the run game and not turn the ball over. And anything else he does is just a plus. But the way the defense is playing, the way the running game's been, the way the O line's giving him time, he doesn't need to do anything crazy. Um, the only concern with me is all year he's been great with the deep ball, and the last few games he's overthrown some open receivers. He's missed A.J. Brown multiple times this postseason. We can't give uh, Mahomes those extra possessions, but the the only way I see the Chiefs winning this game is if they can force Jalen to turn over the ball. Because you look at the one game the Eagles lost with Jalen Hurts at quarterback, they're 16-1 this year with Jalen Hurts. The one game was against the Commanders, and what did the Commanders do? They took long possessions, and they turned us over four times. So if the Chiefs can can keep the offense off the field for the Eagles and create turnovers, then Mahomes is going to be playing with the lead, and that's not what the Eagles want. But yeah. if Jalen takes care of the ball and doesn't try to do anything out of the game plan – I don't see the Chiefs slowing down this offense. That's what I'm actually afraid of for the Eagles. I feel like if the Chiefs play the clock management game, they could be in for a tough game because I don't know. It's they haven't really been tested this season, Jack. Like the Commanders game, sure, but that was like a random game and they lost a game eventually. But they really haven't been like, especially in the playoffs, they haven't really been tested. So I don't know. That's what I think. They're definitely better. We're just gonna see if you know how how well they can all execute it together in the biggest stage. Z, what are your thoughts? I mean, you guys pretty much said all of it. You guys covered everything. Um, I know. I, feel like we took I don't know what's pretty much to say besides, obviously, we know Mahomes is going to have to be Mahomes and, like, actually put on, I think, obviously, one of the better games he's ever had to play because the Eagles are. I mean, this team is better than the Eagles team uh, when they won last. This Eagles team is, I said it before, this from head to toe, like, they don't have a weakness, I don't think, um, between both their lines. Um, the outside receivers, tight ends, great. Um, and that's, I mean, the running backs are good. Like, they're, they're definitely good running backs. But I think anybody behind the offensive line could be a good running back. So they have Kenneth Gamewell is also playing ridiculous with them right now. Like, they have like three good running backs that are playing great. Um, and it's crazy because like Frank Clark and, and Chris Jones are like studs, like absolute studs for the Chiefs. And the, Chief, and the Eagles D line is still better than the Chiefs with those two superstars. Um, but, yeah, you guys pretty much covered it all. I think Mahomes is going to have to play a really, really good game to win this. Um, it's very hard for people to bet – not people. It's very hard for anyone to bet against Patrick Mahomes, no matter what the circumstance is. Um, so, I, yeah, it's, I also want to see how injured he really is before this game. I know he has two weeks, but, like, that's also a major factor. If he's going to be, like, remotely – I don't know. I think he needs to be really healthy and really on point to win this game. He was a legit – so we'll see. Yeah. Nice points all around. 
All right. So now we got our uh, fan submitted questions segment. We got a lot of regulars, some new people. So let's kick this off. This is what Weissman again. Weissman. Episode in a row. And this one is for Z. Shocker. <laughs> Holy Locker shit. Silver? I got Z on the pod. Give me a lock before I never come back and ask another question again. <laughs> Well, there is only one more game for NFL. I know it's always NFL locks. I don't have my pick yet, Weissman, for the Super Bowl because I I just told you guys I don't know what I'm taking yet. Um, but when I do do my pick for Super Bowl, you'll be the first one to uh, to know it. Nice answer. All right, the next question is from Sam Rappaport. He's asking all of us this question. What would you say or what team would you say is Ryan Balo's favorite team? I'll let you guys lead that off. Go ahead, Jack. I don't think you can point your finger to one particular team. Um, it depends how good Tom Brady is doing, and then it goes to how good the Washington football team is doing, and then the third choice goes to any team that he has been betting on with success. So I couldn't really tell you. It depends on how he's feeling in that part of the season, but that's a very, very good question. Agreed. I'd say his favorite team – you know, right now, Boston Red Sox, maybe. Who knows? But it depends. Depends on who's winning right now. And, you know, a lot of favorite teams. Z, final thoughts? It's got to be the Red Sox. Come on. Fenway, the dog, Fenway Park. It's the Red Sox. The Red Sox seems to be. Good. I'd about the Sox. Okay. The next question is actually from Kyle Balo. Shout out, Kyle. Who would win in a fight, LeBron James or Conor McGregor? We've been debating this for a couple of years now. We've LeBron. had this. We've had it's, this it's on before, the pod before. Yeah, I think it was pretty dominant on the LeBron size side. Um, at a certain point in a no rules street fight, size just is too much to overcome, and I don't care what's what kind of fucking jujitsu or whatever background. McGregor has that LeBron's going to pick him up by his shirt, slam him to the ground and just curb stomp him. There's, there's no way, there's no way around that for Connor. Connor can't even reach the upper body of LeBron. I mean, I think LeBron beats him in under a minute. Yeah. I used to be on the McGregor side, but actually putting some thought into it. LeBron has a foot on him and a lot of weight on him. So I got Brown. I think we've argued this in high school so many times. So I mean, it's been so, it's been so funny, this argument. All right. The last question is asked by, I don't know why he's not here, but Ryan Balo is Gabe Davis a top 50 receiver in all of your opinions? Yes. Gabe Davis. Uh, I'm not by any means. The last pod we had this debate. I think we need Balo in this pod to talk. We to do him. need to debate that with him, but Gabe Davis is a more than formidable wide receiver too. Nothing special, but there are not 50 wide receivers better than Gabe Davis. There's not. Matt, what are your thoughts quickly? I missed that podcast, but I heard a lot about it from many different people, uh, the Gabe Davis argument. Um, I don't think there's 50 better receivers than Gabe Davis, um, but I also don't think Gabe Davis is, like, anything special. I don't even know why it was, like, a – I don't know why it was an argument that was more than 10 minutes. Like, this guy's, like, a regular receiver in the NFL. I don't even know why it was worth debating so much, but – 
he's probably like, I don't know, probably like a 30, somewhere in the 30 range of receivers in the NFL. Like a guy like I think Adam Thielen is is better than Gabe Davis. Like so that's somebody like around. That was him. mentioned last week. I think Baylor thought or hmm, what did Baylor think about that, Jack? I forget. Like, I think Gabe Davis is a good receiver, but he's nothing like crazy, but nothing like crazy bad. He's a good receiver. He's fine. Yeah. I don't think how, did, how did that like how did that happen? It was just you guys were talking about the Bills and Gabe Davis. You were talking about the Bills and uh, Gabe Davis being a second option. I, I have no idea. To be what honest. do you rank him, Jack? That's that that triggered Bayless. What did you rank Gabe Davis? Well, no, Bayless said that the Bills have no one around Stephon Diggs and Josh Allen has no help. And I was like, Gabe Davis is no slouch. Like a lot of teams would have Gabe Davis as a focal point in their offense. Not a full. I mean, you know what I mean. Like. There's some teams where he'd be a wide receiver one on, and on pretty much 80% of the NFL teams, he'd be their wide receiver two. So I don't think that's a weak area for the Bills. I think he's just average. He does in his role, he is fine. Yeah, the, Bill, the, Bills, the Bills have help. The Bills have help. I think he's kind of trash to be honest. We'll, we'll save that. Bring out the Stefan Diggs uh, diva bullshit that he was doing, or should we talk about that for a second? What, uh, like the storming out of the locker room? Just throwing a fit out, like a semen. What do you guys think about that? Pure emotion. All, I don't all think these receivers, they're, they're all about themselves. Even even A.J. Brown, I was a little disappointed with. After a route of the Giants, he was over there bitching and crying on the sideline because Jalen overthrew him on a deep ball. It's like these receivers, like they want to win, but the most important thing to some of these guys is their personal stats. And Stefan Diggs, the last time they lost, he did that little uh, pose for the cameras while he watches the Chiefs celebrate and tried to make it seem like he's got some Mamba mentality. And it's always some antics with him. I mean, he's 30 years old. He's got to he's got to grow up at some point. I love Diggs. I can't shit talk him, but I don't support what he did. But I love Diggs. So I have no comment. (laughs) Uh, Matt, do you have any thoughts about that or no? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Diggs. He's a local guy. I like, I, I, I think Diggs is amazing what he does, but I was very shocked to see the way he acted um, towards Josh Allen. Like, it was just a complete diva move. And coming off on that, like, the same thing happened with the Bengals uh, linebacker, Jermaine Pratt. Like, that was – obviously, everybody saw that video of him going off of that. Bitch moves. I hated that. At that rookie. Like, I mean, I don't know if you guys saw TikTok, but I think – what's his name? I think um, – some analyst, I forgot what it was. But he was breaking down the film of the, of the game and – What's his name? The rookie that he was yelling at, Aussie or what's his name? The linebacker. Well, a sire. Ah, uh, yeah, whatever. But he's he was a major like reason they were even in the game. Like that guy played a phenomenal game that game, and for that guy Pratt to like do that is just like there's so many players in this game that are just like. Uh, so it's not necessarily true. He he was he's still young, but. Well, I mean, it was dude. Don't get me wrong. That was a major mistake. But like, if you look on that drive, he had I think three very good plays to even get there before that. Like he played a really good game, and I don't think that the guy Pratt. Should have even thought to do that. Like, that was just terrible. The right. Bengals had so many chances to win that game. That's what I'm saying. I hate how they're going to pin on the refs because that actually – the, the, right the, yeah. the refs were not good all game, but that, that call has to be made. But, I mean, it's just one of those things. These defensive players, they just have one mode. And every game on every team, someone makes a boneheaded play. Just worst possible timing. Agreed. All right, so we haven't talked NBA in a long time. Obviously, we'll touch on the NFL next week as well for the Super Bowl. But the NBA is kind of 
I hate to say it. I kind of like it right now. Um, you know, the East, it seems to be Boston's or Milwaukee or Philly's East and Brooklyn. That's why I love it so much. There's all these good teams. Um, the West has, you know, the Grizzlies on a losing streak, but they're still in second. Like, there's a lot of good storylines, I feel like, that I'm pretty I'm pretty interested. I don't love the NBA as a product, but definitely some interesting stories. Some, you know, players were going off, like, a month ago or, like, right when the New Year happened. Everyone was, like, dropping 50, 60, like, fucking, what's his name at 70? Who, who had 70? Why do I forget this? Mitchell D Mitch and 70 or something like that. Yeah. yeah like, no, he had 73 Mitchell. 71. I think it's 71, but or 74, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, what are our thoughts? Let's start with the East. Um, as much as I want to talk about the wizards, no one really gives a fuck. Let's talk about like the big alphas in the East, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly, and Brooklyn. And I guess you could say Cleveland, but in my opinion, those four besides Cleveland are the, the big dogs. What do we think? Who are we impressed with? Um, I can get my thoughts after one of you go. Yeah, I always take the regular season with a grain of salt because a lot of these teams, the veterans, like the Warriors, can just turn up at any given moment. But I think you could argue this might be the first year in a while. The East might honestly be better than the West. If not, it's very close. But It's definitely better this year, I think. What's that? I think it's better this year. I would say I think it's very close. They might have the nod, but I measure how good an NBA season is going to be based on whether or not there's an obvious favorite in each conference. Because like I said before on other podcasts, there was like a seven-year stretch where everyone knew it was going to be Warriors and Cavs. And it's always – there's only a few contenders every year. But this year you look at it and I see at least five teams in the East – that could run away with this thing. And the West, it's like, I mean, you have the Suns as the seventh seed. They've been struggling, but, like, they've been there before. Like, there's so many teams that can make a run at it this year. So, so that's, what, that's what draws my interest. And I still like the Warriors to get back to the finals. But, I mean, right now you look at their five seed. So, I mean, it, it's going to be fun to watch the playoffs. The regular season still sucks, but – it's a good setup for the playoffs. It definitely is. Um, you know, I've been watching the NBA a little bit this season. Obviously, Boston looks dominant. But what I'm really impressed about is the Sacramento Kings. They're third in the West after literally being miserable for probably their entire franchise. They have not had anything going for them. And all of a sudden, they're 28 and 21 and third in the West. Obviously, our boy, my boy, Kevin Herter, is tearing it up out there, leading the league in three-point percentage. I'm pretty sure, pretty sure fluctuates with a couple other people. But that Sabonis trade is looking good. Malik Monk, that or he hasn't uh, – yeah, he's healthy right now. He's been playing. Coming off the bench, he's been great. Um, De'Aaron Fox looks like an all-star. So, like, they're really good. Now, they're not contenders, but I just wanted to say that I am impressed by them. I agree with you, Jack. I think the Warriors probably have the best shot of coming out of the West, maybe. But I think Denver, if not Golden State, they're looking so good. Jamal is healthy again. Jokic is probably on his way to winning a third MVP. They look dominant. And I hate the Grizzlies, but, you know, obviously they're a great team too. They're just such – talk about divas. They're literal divas. 
Uh, the Clippers are fully healthy. Can't count them out. Luka is obviously Luka. Can't count the Mavericks out. I personally don't think Phoenix will make the finals, but we'll see. And then the Pelicans, too. The Pelicans have a great starting five. They have a great team. They were really hot at one point. So, you know, the West, definitely interesting. I don't know. I'm going to have to agree with you with the Warriors. If not the Warriors, I'm going to say the Nuggets. And then on the East, I think Boston is just looking very dominant. I hate to say it. But also Philly is right there with them. So it's just like a lot of good teams. And I think the NBA is definitely trending upwards in in terms of just like being a good product and enjoyable product to watch. Yeah, you guys touched all of it. Uh, All the good teams and you kind of get run out of each team. But I got to say something before I even got into like what I said about uh, or what I'm going to say with the NBA is I was at Bale this weekend and we were talking about the Kings. I already said to mention the Kings, Ginger, and he mentioned Herder. And one of the things he said was he thinks Herder can drop 30 on any given night. Um, Who said that? Bale said this. And he's in a – and DQ and Abe were there to hear it. So shout out DQ and Abe. Um, but Bale did come out here and say, when we were all talking about the Kings, that Herder can drop 30 on any given night. And I thought that was probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Yeah, um, so let's let's bring that up again when Baylor gets back. But <laughs> you guys touched on all of it. I think the Celtics are insane. Tatum's I think third best odds in the uh, East right now, and uh, I think between the the Celtics, and it's pretty much wide open for anybody in the East. And then for the West, I think the Nuggets are the best team in the West with Jokic and Murray and they Porter. Good. They look good. Jokic, if he wins three MVPs in a row. I mean, that would be insane. But I also wanted to talk about Joel Embiid not making the All-Star game this year. Personally, and I think a lot of other people agree with me, huge snub. I think he, it's it's crazy how he isn't he leads the league in scoring. He's averaging 33 and 12. Like, where's the respect for Embiid? I mean, the NBA, the NBA has to do something about their all-star selection system because the fact that fans can vote on it just makes it ridiculous. I remember, I think it was Ennis Cantor who had like his entire country vote for him. And he was like the number one center vote getter at one point. And like, there's always some very questionable things. And it's because uh, 15 year olds playing Call of Duty take the time of their day to go vote on whoever their favorite player is. And they're, every year there's snubs. Every year there's snubs. Um, but yeah, Embiid, the, the fact that he's not only should be a, he be an all-star, but he needs to be a starter without question. Yeah, he's not a starter. So that's pretty fucking crazy. Um, and then lastly, and we'll get into the NBA more next week also. It's one of the touching it briefly. Big news today, Sean Payton. And I know we're kind of jumping back and forth, but Sean Payton ended up joining the Denver Broncos stays their head coach. The Saints gave up a first-round pick and I think a second-round pick. I don't know the exact details, but they gave up a pretty hefty load. Um, in my eyes, I say why not? You already invested all your money in Russell Wilson. You may as well try to get him a coach that knows what winning a Super Bowl is like. Um, and I don't hate it, but a lot of people are saying they're eternally fucked. So, what do we think? I don't think they're fucked. I mean, considering the roster they have is – Russ can't really get much more help than he has. 
And when Javante comes back, uh, you know, I, you guys know what I think about Javante. I love Javante Williams. And their receiving core is lethal. I'm too bad. Can't forget. Um, but if like this, I mean, I don't know what else Russell needs to succeed. Um, Sean Payton obviously is a ridiculously good coach. So I don't think it's that bad of a move. I just think if Russ can't do well with this coach and this team that he has now, not even like well, but like I know they're they're you know, their division's kind of hard, obviously, one of the hardest besides the Raiders shit show this year. But if Russ can't like do like I don't even know like how to describe it, like remotely better than what he did, like anything, like anything better than what he did this year, then there's it's a it's a serious issue with Russell Wilson. That's but, not a high bar. So I think that's what I'm saying. There's no yeah. bar, there is no bar. So, like, there is there is no bar for him. But like I'm just saying, like right now, this is the last thing. Like Sean Payton's there, has a great team, has a good defense. Everything he has, he needs to win. So I, I I don't know what else Russell can get. I don't think there is a single team, maybe in all of sports, but 100% no team in the NFL in a worse position than the Denver Broncos. They sold their souls to get Russell Wilson, and it went awfully. And then they take a team – you're talking about a team who has little to no draft picks in this upcoming draft before the Sean Payton signing, they're a 4-13 and team. They're way more than a player or two away from competing. They've sold their future for Russell Wilson, and now you give up another first and a second for a head coach? I mean, this head coach can't play quarterback and block and catch the ball. Like, There is no way that this team is getting past the Chiefs or the Chargers in the next year or two, and they're not going to add any young talent with the lack of draft picks. So, I mean, this is just going to get ugly and ugly fast. And I'm shocked Sean Payton took this job. I really am. I think they're going to be better than last year. I don't think it's – I think you exaggerated a little bit. I think they're going to be better. I mean, obviously, it's not saying much. A little? Last year for sure. Even though – what's their ceiling? Because they're not – there's no circumstance where they win the division. There's no, no way. Yeah, no, I think that the the Chiefs, obviously, like, as long as Mahomes and Reed are there, they, it's a route. Like, it's – that's that their division. But – I think they can compete. Not like I think they can give the Chargers a run for their money in the game like the Chargers. I think they really could. I think so you're going to sell your soul and your entire. No, no, no. I don't think that it's. Run? I mean, they already had nothing before Peyton, but I don't. I don't know. The point I, is, I, Jack. I, they're I, so inv- they can't get out of the Russ contract. So there's no point of them not going all in to get a yeah. viable head coach. So like, I don't hate it. Really good head coach. Stance. Right. So I don't hate it from that stance. I, I mean, I, look, they're not nearly as talented as the Chiefs. And I don't even think you could say the Chargers anymore after that Kellen Moore hire. Like, it's just a fact. Like, they're not that talented, but you're stuck with this guy you paid a lot who – he's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. There's no – he's one of – What happened, that guy? This season, he looked terrible, but he's always looked good. Besides that, why not? I think you're giving up another first-round pick for – Probably the best option when it comes to – definitely the best option when it comes to head coaches. And who knows, you know? Worst comes to worst, you lose. (laughs) I mean, you look at, like, what the Rams did, and they sold their souls, but it worked out. They got the Super Bowl, and then they sucked. And the future isn't looking as well. I don't don't – Yes, but, I mean, they weren't even good when they were there. The first – they struggled at the start of the year when they were healthy. Aaron Donald – Maybe has a year or two left in him. He's getting older. Jalen Ramsey wasn't looking good. There's a lot of gaps in that team, but they got their ring, so it was 100% worth it. The Broncos went all in, 
went four and thirteen, and they're just so down bad. They're like they're like the degenerate gambler that's lost all his money and just has a little bit left. And his way out of the out of the hole is to throw in one last desperation seven leg parlay. That's what they're doing. They're throwing their last desperation parlay with the last of the money they have left, and they need about forty seven things to hit for them to to actually have it pay off. I don't agree with that, but I don't agree with that either. I don't think. I think they have nothing to lose. I mean, they're already shit, and that's. I mean, but I'm saying nothing, before. nothing to lose. Like not, that's not true. They have a lot to lose. Nothing but, to lose. But they, they just gave up the picks for Wilson before that. They didn't have that many like valuable picks, regardless. I mean, yes, they gave out that Peyton uh, pick for Peyton, but like Sean Payton's gonna make a difference on this team. They're gonna be better than last year. Sean Payton will make this team. I think, like, obviously the bar is not like we I said. I would hope so. I mean, that's – I don't think it's possible to be any worse than they were. That's what I'm year. saying. But, like, I think it's going to be, like – yeah, it's going to be drastic. I think the Broncos, like I said, if, if it's not this team with this coach, I don't know what else is going to – I mean, there's, there is going to be nothing else. But Sean Payne's a ridiculous coach. I mean, God forbid they have injuries. I mean, there is – they yeah. don't even have enough money to pay the water boy at this point. <laughs> I think that they might have a volunteer water boy this year. Yeah. Not wrong for him, but – not right. Bull predictions? Hot takes? Yeah, real quick. Let's hear it. It probably is Broncos. It was, really on, it was on the tip of my tongue. No, it's actually uh, the start of our – you said Rodgers what? Because it might have been that. I said, I said it sounded like it was going to be a Broncos take the way – Oh, no, no, no. Oh, the fuck Rodgers. Rodgers what? <laughs> I, I thought you said about Rodgers. But um, real quick. I know we're like less than a minute, but I'm just going to say it again. Isaiah Pacheco, Super Bowl MVP. Hot take. Mic drop. Wow. I don't even know if I should give a hot take after that because that is hot. It's a hot take. There you go. Um, hot take. The Wizards will trade Bradley Beal. Not the trade. Oh, make it hotter than that. Come on, just to check MVP. Wizards will trade Bradley Beal, Denny Avdia, and Will Barton at the trade deadline. Bang. I think the Niners end up trading both Lance and Purdy, getting a lot of draft capital or players. And I think either Jimmy G or Tom Brady takes the San Francisco 49ers to the Super Bowl in 2024. I think that team has lost on the brink of the Super Bowl far too much. They're always right there and they never get it done. I think they finally just put their foot down and say, give us Brady. If not, let's get some more some more firepower around Jimmy G and let's win a Super Bowl. And I think they're a dominant force as long as their quarterback is healthy. And that team's going to be scary next year. Yeah. There's no doubt. I saw a lot of reports today, I mean, before we cut off, but I saw a lot of reports today actually about uh, the Niners looking into Tom Brady. And I obviously hate Brady. I think he's washed now. But, I mean, this Niners team is ridiculous. All you need is a decent quarterback and they can, they can make a run. So that's not that – yeah, that's I could see Brady going. That's uh, trading both of them. I've I haven't. Oh no, no, trading them. Yeah, I'm saying I was talking about Brady going to the Niners. I saw a lot of reports. About uh, that. Well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a lock. We'll talk about that in our next episode because I want to definitely dive into the hypotheticals there. But um, yo, good squad. I like this a lot. Thank you all for listening. We will be posting next week, also before the Super Bowl. Going to get all the boys to join that one. And then we got some big guests on the way. So please stay tuned. Your boy G is out.